Yo, 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 what's good? This is Chan Man, House of Barf. How's everyone feeling? I hope good. What's popping? Yo, this this episode, this conversation, um, is gonna be a little bit decent. I'm actually in a quiet place. I mean, I'm not sure how much you can hear, but you could probably even hear the echo. It's quiet. Um we chilling. We chilling right now. So let's see how this works out. Real quick, let me pull up CNBC. What they see, what they talking about. And, and and again, it's not particular that you know it's CNBC. It just happens that on my platform that I'm using, CNBC is like right here. So on the regulatory process in the UK, the antitrust regulatory process, namely the CMA, the regulator regulator there. Um, the news this morning uh, is that uh, they extend. Um, their review of essentially the transaction uh, for another six weeks. Looks like they're looking at Microsoft and Activision. They issue a decision uh, far prior to that. They, in fact, say they aim to discharge their duty as soon as possible and in advance of the new date. Uh, but the undertakings that were being made and everything else uh, were supposed to end on July 18th. And now it's been extended, as you see there, uh, to August 29th. Um, there is still this question, of course, as to whether or not Microsoft is going to be able to close the transaction earlier in the week. There's been a lot of, I, I think, enthusiasm or hope uh, from people. So, um, looks like they're just discussing uh, Microsoft and Activision. Um, so, Microsoft, if I'm correct, previously was in, uh, interested in purchasing another video game company. Uh, Zynga, uh, they were, Zynga was a, um, it was like a mobile device video game company. It was essentially like on social media for a while. I can't remember all their games, Farmville and everything. Um, and then, uh, Microsoft said they weren't interested in Zynga any longer, uh, but they wanted to try something bigger. Uh, and they went after Activision. So in the meanwhile, company take two. Um, here, we'll pull up their ticker symbol as well. Uh, their ticker, I believe, is TTWO. Uh, let's just take a, take a look and see how they're doing. Um, wow, they've been doing, oh, wow, they're doing pretty well. They're at approximately about $149.62. And currently right now, it's approximately 10.32 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and it's July 14th, 2023. Um yeah, take take off. I mean, not take off. Um, take two is um, yeah, doing pretty well for themselves. Let me take a look at this chart. Um, just real quick, I just want to take a look at Take Two's chart because if I'm if I'm correct, they're normally around like one twenty, one thirty. So let's just see what's going on with them. Yeah, yeah, they've been gradually. Uh, they had a slight. So let's say. Here, let's see real quick. Um, about to hop into this research. Uh, and I know I said I'm going to try to work on not doing this so much. Um, when did Take-Two acquire Zynga? According to Take-Two Interactive Software, completes combination with Zynga Inc. New York, May 23, 2022. Take-Two Interactive Software, Inc. announced today the completion of its combination with Zynga Inc. 
Okay, so those are on May 23rd, 2022. So let me just take a look at this chart. I'm going to go to May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, since the acquisition of uh, Zynga, um, Take-Two has been doing pretty well. They went from approximately, let's go to May 22nd, went from approximately about 138 to uh about where they're at now about 149 it looks like they hit 151 uh one day and sometimes i just round up it was approximately about 151 63 151 dollars and 63 cents uh but yeah for the most part yeah they've been doing pretty well and you know i'm not even sure if their first video game has came out but i think people are anticipating that um when their first video came i mean come on let's take we're taking take two here real quick which i believe is the owner is take two the owner of rockstar i believe let me check yeah let me see what does take two own according to front office sports take two interactive software inc is an american video game holding company based in new york city and founded by ryan brandt in september 1993 the company owns two major publishing labels, Rockstar Games and 2K, which operate internal game development studios. Yeah, so, I mean, come on. We put Rockstar 2K together with a mobile device company. You know what I'm saying? Zynga, here, I'll let y'all hear. Uh, if you're not familiar. If you know this shit, you already know this shit. You know what I'm saying? But if you're unfamiliar, then let's, let's take a look. What games does Zynga own? According to Zynga.com, with massive global reach in more than 175 countries and regions, Zynga has a diverse portfolio of popular game franchises that have been downloaded more than 4 billion times on mobile including CSR Racing, Empires and Puzzles, Farmville, Golf Rival, Hair Challenge, Harry Potter, Puzzles and Spells, High Heels, Trademark. And there's more, you know what I'm saying? And there's more. Um, let me see. That, that wasn't even it. Let me see. Like, um, yeah. So, so you take a company that is gangster, you know what I'm saying, and and take two. I mean, the games under Rockstar, uh, and I forgot the other one, 2K. I mean, look, I'm gonna say something real quick about 2K. I was playing 2K way back in the day, but honestly, in my personal opinion, 2K was not the best. It was, um. It, I don't even know if it was EA. It was. Let me see. Who made the basketball game uh, Inside Drive? Here is information from Wikipedia. Okay. So, was it Microsoft Studios? Okay. So, yeah. Inside Drive, that was the shit, in my opinion. Um. A lot of people I know that get wrapped up around EA Sports. Uh, I can't remember. What, uh, is it live? I think I think EA is live. Let me see. Who makes NBA live? EA Sports. According to Wikipedia, NBA Live is a series of basketball video games published by EA Sports. Yeah. Okay. So, and I don't even know if they still exist. I'm not even sure. I think 2K kind of just took over. So, it was... It was uh, EA Sports had NBA Live. Um, Take Two had NBA 2K. And then it was Microsoft Studios had Inside Drive. 
And in my personal opinion, Inside Drive, I thought was above EA and 2K. But uh, uh, Inside Drive got uh, out of there. And then it looked like EA was going to take over. But their shit was so basic. You know what I'm saying? They got out of there. And 2K was vicious. So um, I guess everybody just said, hey, we're just going to let Take Two take over. And they got 2K. So you take a gangster ass company and Take Two, you know, with Rockstar. uh, I can't even name all the games under Rockstar. Let's take a look at that real quick. What video games are under Rockstar? Here's a summary from Giant Bomb Published Games Grand Theft Auto, The Trilogy, The Definitive Edition. Red Dead Redemption 2, L.A. Nore, The VR Case Files, Grand Theft Auto 5, Max Payne 3, L.A. Nore, Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare, and more. Yeah, so, whew, you take that gangster's company and you mix it with a mobile device company, a, a company, because, you know, um, I could be wrong about this, but uh, and we can also do a trade with uh, Rockstar, not Rockstar, Take-Two, Microsoft, uh, I think Activision, I'm not even sure if Activision has a ticker symbol. Let me see real quick. Um, let me see. Activision um, ticker. Okay. So Activision has a ticker too. Okay. So um, currently right now they're trading at approximately about $90.90. Microsoft, man, Microsoft blew me. They blew my life. Microsoft was one of the first trades. I, oh my gosh, they're at three hundred and forty-nine dollars and twenty-eight cents. Microsoft was one of the first trades I've ever made. Held it for a decade. Held it for years. Bought it at like thirty-five dollars. Shit ain't moved for like a decade. Let me see. I'm trying to think. Like I'm trying to go back. So then, I get ready to start selling that shit. I bought that shit way back in the day at like thirty-five dollars. I'm holding it. It's doing okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I must have got it around 2002 or something. Yeah. Because I can see it just stayed there for years. Uh, 2002 to about 2012. Yeah. 2013. So I held it from that period of time. 2002, 2013, whatever. Probably. Probably. Don't quote me on those exact dates. But I remember it was very just standard, stable. I get ready to start selling that shit, you know, 10 years. I'm like, man, this Microsoft shit ain't do shit in years. And then the shit wants to decide that it's going to shoot off. Like now it's at 349, approximately about $349.38. So that shit blows me. But again, with, um, so you take Zynga, mobile gaming company. Then you take a gangster ass company. Shit. Damn it. This is when my life gets blown. When shit. Uh, when my charge. This happens with every phone. I don't know if it's just Android. When the charger doesn't work anymore. Oh, and then you got to move your phone in certain directions. Okay. All right. All right. It's charging. Because um, it, for the most part, we can assume that video games are majorly played on your mobile device. I understand there's the console you got at home, CPU, but what happens when you got to leave um, your house 
you know, I see people playing on their phone all the time, playing their video games. So um, <clears throat> those companies merge. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be fantastic. Just imagine being able to take your GTA, and then which I'm sure it's possible now, but then go ahead and just hopping on your device and being able to keep playing your GTA. Uh, and Zynga, for the most part, was doing really well for themselves as a small company. Uh, small meaning they're not as big as Microsoft and Activision and all that, but they still were big. I mean. I think they sold a property for like a hundred million. I'm not even sure. Just like one of their buildings. Maybe it was their headquarters or whatever. Uh, and then uh, Take Two acquired them for probably like a billion dollars. Let's take a look. Um, how much did Take Two buy uh, Zynga for? $12.7 billion. According to Protocol, Take Two Interactive just made the biggest acquisition in the history of the video game industry agreeing on Monday to buy arguably the most well-known name in social gaming, Zynga, for $12.7 billion. Okay, so 12.7. So about closer to $13 billion. So that's crazy. Um, so now Microsoft wants to go in and do a merger with a major company, Activision. And I can't even remember everything about Activision. Let me see. What games does Activision own? According to Wikipedia... Activision Blizzard owns the Call of Duty and StarCraft franchises, both of which have been popular as esports. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's... Yeah, so... Microsoft is having some issues with antitrust laws. I'm not even sure where. They were talking about Canada. I'm not even sure where. But, um... Let me see. I was trying to see. Um... But they're having antitrust issues, essentially just saying like, hey, you can't merge with Activision. They're too big of a company. How much money is Activision Blizzard worth? According to stock analysis, Activision Blizzard has a market cap or net worth of $70.39 billion as of July 14, 2023. Okay, so they're approximately worth about $70 billion. How much is Microsoft worth? $2.6 trillion. Okay. So, um, let me just see real quick. Um, I, I just want to see something real quick. Uh, what's going on with Microsoft and the antitrust laws? Okay, let me see. Uh, sorry, just give me one moment. Um, I just want to see if we can figure out, like, I just want to see real quick if I can find what, like, essentially I understand it's two huge companies. Um, here, uh, here, I'll let y'all just read a little bit what I'm reading. Microsoft's MSFT win against the Federal Trade Commission in its attempt to block its $69 billion purchase of Call of Duty maker Activision Blizzard, ATVI, could clear the way for the company to move forward with the largest deal in gaming history. 
While the FTC is appealing U.S. District Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley's ruling to the Ninth Circuit Court, the momentum is increasingly moving in Microsoft's favor. And if the acquisition moves forward, Microsoft could dramatically alter the landscape of the gaming industry, ranging from the home console market to mobile gaming and the still nascent cloud gaming industry. I think it's very clear now that Microsoft, as a company, views gaming as a really important part of what the company does overall, IDC Research Director of AR-VR and Gaming at IDC told Yahoo Finance. At a high level for Microsoft, getting a lot more content from Activision Blizzard is a game changer. Okay. Um, here, let me just, just a little bit more. New gaming giant. Activision Blizzard is the largest game publisher in North America. In addition to the hit Call of Duty franchise, the company also offers World of Warcraft, Diablo, and Overwatch. The firm, however, also owns mobile game publisher King, the company behind Candy Crush. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, I'm trying to see just a little bit more. Okay. All right, let me just see real quick. I just want to see. I'm not even sure if this is if I'm going to act, ask this correctly. Um, what is wrong with Microsoft and Activision merging? According to CNN, the FTC had challenged the acquisition, first in its in-house administrative court and then in U.S. federal court, alleging that the combination would hurt video gamers by giving Microsoft control over a number of hugely popular franchises. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, not only with Microsoft, I didn't realize um, Activision possibly also owned King, which is a major mobile uh, device gaming uh, company. Uh, I think King. I think they even have a ticker. Let me see. Probably, probably King. Let me see. Uh, King ticker. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure. Um. I thought, does King have a stock? Okay, that may not be. Uh, no, okay, so King may not be publicly traded. Um, I mean, I understand it's owned by Activision, but I thought even King had its own ticker. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, it would be under. It's like Alphabet. They own Google. Uh, I thought Google had its own ticker for a while, but now it's Alphabet. Uh, I thought Google's ticker was like G-O-O-G for a long time, which I think it's still G-O-O-G, but it used to say Google Inc. or something. Now it says Alphabet. Um, however, uh, so I'm starting to see real quick uh, with Microsoft, because you know what's funny about Microsoft and the gaming? Um, when did Microsoft join the gaming world? According to Britannica, released in 2001, Xbox was Microsoft's first entry into the world of console electronic gaming, which placed it in direct competition with Sony's PlayStation 2 and Nintendo's GameCube. Yeah, that, I remember it. I was like, yo, it wasn't too long ago. I mean, I know it sounds crazy. It's 2023. I'm talking about something in 2021. I mean, I'm sorry, 2001. Um, but in the history of gaming, that was still, that was still late. I mean... Uh, Nintendo, PlayStation, I mean, I'm not going to look it up. I mean, I guess, let me see real quick. When did PlayStation start creating video games? Here is some information for 
When did video games come out? According to Wikipedia, the history of video games began in the 1950s and 1960s as computer scientists began designing simple games and simulations on mini computers and mainframes. Space War was developed by Massachusetts Institute of Technology student hobbyists in 1962 is one of the first such games on a video display. Alright, let me pause that. Okay, so, I'm sorry. Um, here, let me try something else. When did PlayStation start making games? PlayStation, video game console, released in 1994 by Sony Computer Entertainment. Okay, so 1994, so not too much longer. Let me see. When did Nintendo start making video games? According to Wikipedia, its first steps in that field were to acquire the rights to distribute the Magnavox Odyssey in Japan in 1974 and to release its first video arcade game, EVR Race, in 1975. Okay, so Nintendo was out for a minute, but um, it was PlayStation that wasn't out too far before Microsoft. And I guess Microsoft said, okay, if PlayStation can do it and see how fast they grew. Uh, there's an, even another company. Uh, no, I can't remember. No, okay. It was, it was Dreamcast out there. There was a few other ones. Um, I'm not sure Sega Genesis. I think Sega Genesis. I'm not sure who that was owned by, but um, they saw PlayStation came out and it took over. You know, Microsoft, I guess, essentially said, "Well, I mean, if they can do it, then I mean, we're Microsoft. We can, we can take Sony out." You know, um, I mean, to an extent, you know, it was you know Sony and Microsoft probably were neck and neck around the late 90s. Uh, Microsoft was probably way bigger, but you know what I'm saying, for Sony to come out. So Microsoft says, hey, we're going to jump in this game. Well, Microsoft has been doing really well. I mean, not saying everybody is on it, but since the first Xbox came out, the big-ass box, um, honestly, I buy uh, Microsoft like all the time. I, I haven't had a... I've, I've never owned a PlayStation. Um, I, I am going to get one, though. I thought the PlayStation 5 was going to be my first PlayStation. Uh, but then uh, I bought an Xbox. Um, I will admit the thing that's kind of crazy right now is nobody's really playing the Xbox right now. Uh, I mean, it's used for, like, YouTube and movies and whatnot, but nobody's really playing it right now. Um, so... So let me one last question, real quick. I know how much is Zynga worth? According to Ars Technica, oh, major sorry. console game publisher Take Two has how acquired social and mobile gaming Take giant Zynga for a whopping twelve point seven billion dollars in cash and. Sorry, sorry, that's not what it is. How much is Take Two worth? Okay, let me see. Uh, they didn't read it, but it's approximately about $25 billion. Okay, so we have Activision, which is worth, I don't know what it said, like $70 billion or something. Oh, gosh. I, I, this is what I mean where I, I got to stop doing this. Uh, let me see real quick. Uh, Microsoft's worth approximately about $2.6 trillion. Uh, Take-Two is worth approximately about $25 billion. Let me see something real quick. Uh, I just want to see something real quick. How much is Activision worth? Okay. 
70 approximately about 71 billion dollars okay 71.5 billion approximately okay so the deal alone to buy Activision is worth more than Zynga completely and that's not even all the video game companies we're just talking about a couple major deals that went down recently so you you hook up Microsoft and Activision what they're essentially saying and I mean I know you can figure it out that it's it's going to be a wrap. It's going to be a wrap for the gaming industry. For you know, with Microsoft and Activision combining, um, just one moment, it'd be a wrap. They're like, yo, that's it. I mean, Take Two can try to compete, and whatever other gaming uh, companies are out there, they can try to compete, but with Call of Duty alone. And I will say, I have to be—I have to be this guy. I was one of the first people to buy Call of Duty. I ain't even kidding. I—I I remember playing Call of Duty, and people believe. I believe the first one was called Medal of Honor, and I was playing that shit. And people would come on at my house and be like, "Yo, what are you playing?" I'm like, "Yo, I was calling it Medal of Honor. I wasn't calling it Call of Duty. I was—I was like, "Yo, I'm playing this game called Medal of Honor," um, and it was vicious. I can't even remember. Uh, it it was I don't remember if it was like World War Two or something, but um, it was just vicious, and I was like, "Yo, love this game, right?" I wasn't even on, uh, I think it was Band of Brothers. I wasn't even on that shit. I don't even know what Band of Brothers is called anymore. I think it's called something else now. I'm not even sure. Is it? I'm not sure. Is it um, Battlefield? I'm not even sure. Don't quote me. Battlefield is vicious too. Battlefield, honestly, in my personal opinion. Uh, well, at least one of them. I can't remember. Battlefield Four, I think it was, blew Call of Duty out the water. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that's what's going on. It's like, yo, y'all can't connect because if y'all connect, the gaming industry is over. And and believe it or not, competition is key. You know what I'm saying? But there's rules against like, like I guess oligopolies or monopolies taking over. And there's these antitrust people who come in and say, nah, man, y'all hook up. It's a wrap. It's a wrap for the gaming industry. Just imagine uh, Microsoft hooking up with Activision. They can come out with all the basketball games, the football games. And you got to remember, these games are games that people buy every year. I've known people who even said, I'm going to start buying every other year, every two years, because it's getting ridiculous. I can't keep up with... And it's not even just the new game. It's all the new. You got to remember, we're hitting mid-30s. You know what I'm saying? Which, this is another thing about gaming. Gaming doesn't doesn't seem to have an age where it ends anymore. There was a point when I was growing up, once you hit a certain age, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16, dead ass. It was time for you to stop playing all those video games all day. Video games were for children. You know, but now you're starting to become a man and it's time for you to start doing man things. And also gender. Girls didn't play video games. It was it was awesome if you were able to get your sister or your mom or somebody on the video game system. Now, video games doesn't matter if you're disabled, doesn't matter your race, doesn't matter your gender, doesn't matter your class, nothing. Video games have taken over. And another thing, everybody has a mobile device. Doesn't matter your gender, doesn't matter your race, doesn't matter your social class. Everybody has a cell phone. Walmart, I think, has cell phones that you can go in there and buy. 
You know, so this is what's crazy about America. You know what I'm saying? This is that crazy shit. Like, um, one reason why I hopped on a little bit later today is I, I went out. Uh, I, was, I linked up with my fellas. Um, I tell you, I'm the most liked, disliked person in the world. Like, everybody's always like, yo, you're an asshole. Fuck you, Chan. You know? And then they're just like, hey, we we linking up? And I'm like, yo, I, I swear you. But linked up. So I was hanging out with the fellas a little bit. Uh, so that's why I'm a little late getting started. Um, but one thing was one of my boys, because uh, he was recently, you know, traveling. Uh, and he was like, yo, one thing I realized, everyone is fat in America. And 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 it wasn't even like we were hanging out in a um, ritzy, nice area. You know what I'm saying? We were probably hanging out in a lower, lower income area, you know, just grabbing a few bevs. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, for this to be such a, I guess, lower income area, everybody, I mean, and when I looked around, I looked around, I was like, damn, like everybody, not even just like chubby, like we're talking like overweight, like big, you know? And um, it's like, yo, poverty in America is funny thing. <coughs> um, because you you can be chubby. So clearly you got a stove and a microwave and a refrigerator. Then you also got a mobile device, um, probably some social media, you know what I'm saying? So you got to get some data or some Wi-Fi or something, unless you're just going around using free Wi-Fi all the time. So it's just funny how lower income works in um, in America, you know? So truly, that's why I say things like, I don't even though I'm broke, you know what I'm saying? I struggle to pay my bills and everything. I like, yo, I'm not I'm not poor. Like like you know because like like yeah, I got a microwave, got a refrigerator, um got Netflix, you know, uh you know what I'm saying? Like just various things. So, uh with Take 2 and Zynga merging, it's like, yeah, they still got to struggle to bring out their video games. I don't even know if they've dropped. Let me see, just real quick. And then we're going to take a quick break. I've been talking for about 30 minutes. Has Take-Two and Zynga dropped their first video game yet? Okay, so um, nothing came out. Yeah, so they merged, but... um, When does Take-Two and Zynga plan on... Dropping their first video game. Okay, so uh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm looking. It doesn't look like anything's dropped yet. So um doesn't even look like they've dropped their first video game yet. So, But they're going to struggle to stay in and stay consistent. Is one thing that's huge. Take two alone is pretty consistent with what they're you know bringing out. And uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, I haven't played it. I played it maybe one time. I haven't played it, but I heard that shit was crazy. And I believe you could take it to your mobile device. So that shit was crazy. So Take Two is very consistent uh, in what they're bringing, but you know it's very possible. I mean, they just spent approximately about thirteen billion dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, um. You know, how consistent can they be, especially against a giant like Microsoft, who's worth approximately about two point six trillion. 
their deal alone to buy Activision is worth more than how much Take Two is worth. I, I can't remember. I think Take Two is worth about twenty five billion. Um, don't quote me on that. I can't remember. So Take Two is worth about twenty five billion. The deal to Microsoft to acquire uh, Activision was approximately a seventy billion dollar deal. That that with that deal, they could essentially eliminate. Um, let me see, how much is Sony worth? Okay, Sony's worth approximately about one hundred and eighteen billion. How much is Nintendo worth? Okay, so Nintendo's worth approximately about eight trillion. Okay, so um, yeah, it's essentially just going to become uh, Microsoft versus Nintendo. And just, I'm not sure if there's any other um, video game companies out there. I don't know. Like, I guess if we wanted to incorporate like Disney or uh, I, I don't know if um, I don't know what else you want to uh, incorporate in that video game company. Now, Disney, but I don't really think they care about their games. Like, I know they care about it, but I think uh, Disney, you know, they mainly, um, they kind of spread their shit out. You know, they got merch, they got amusement parks, they got movies, you know what I'm saying? So they kind of spread their shit out. So it's kind of like, you know, I don't think they're going to solely go after the video game industry. Like, yo, we're taking over the video game industry. Bring out that new Mickey Mouse video game. We're going to crush them. You know, I think they're like, hey, yeah, drop that video game, but also drop the merch, drop the movie, drop the cartoon. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if there's anyone else we're going to incorporate. So essentially, with the Microsoft Activision merger, it could potentially blow out Sony, uh, Take-Two, um, any other. They But they would be in huge competition with Nintendo, which is crazy. This is why money is so different now. This is why money is so different. This is why I got to get to my trading and shit. Because back in the day, it seemed, it appears money was hard to come by. You know, I guess the dollar was so powerful. You know what I'm saying? You had to work hard to get that dollar. So we're talking about a video game company that's been around since, I guess, the 1970s, uh, Nintendo, if not even earlier than that, worth approximately about $8 trillion. And then we got Microsoft, who came around, I don't know, 1990s or something um is worth about two trillion just i guess out of nowhere you know money, you can tell money is flipping you know how many people supposedly uh since the cryptocurrency era and uh i can't think uh, uh i don't know meme stocks or whatever have became millionaires my dumb ass is sitting here trying to be a conservative fang stock investor and I don't even know if it's Fang anymore. I think it's like Mang Yu. Uh, I think Uber is starting to get in that category. And it's Meta. I think Fang, that was Facebook, changed it to Meta. So, And then Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google, uh, and then Uber. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm in the Mang Yu um, trying to be a conservative investor, trying to make sure that, you know, I'm doing my analysis of uh, my due diligence of, of these companies reading their prospectuses and their expected growth and what uh, expansion they 
expect to develop and this, that, and a third. And I'm making my 30, 40% uh, over the course of three, four, five years. And then things like COVID come around and the market's just crashing and the bears are just, oh my gosh, man, if I was a bear during COVID, oh my goodness, you made 50% on your investment. Chilling. Not like, see, last thing real quick before we take a break, I'm going on 37 minutes. Chilling. They made their, the bear market lasted like two, two years, two going on three years. Like the, Normally, when you're in a bear market, and don't quote me on this, you're in a bear market, but you're you're a little shaky because um, when you go long in an investment, you can't lose more than you put in unless you're trading on like margin or something. You know what I'm saying? But when you go long, whatever you invested is what you can lose. When it, if that stock drops to zero, that's you lost your whole investment. With a a bear or with a short. And again, not trying to school or nothing, but bulls uh, knock you up, bears knock you down. Okay, so with the bears, someone shorting, you know, they're definitely trading on margin because that's really the only way you can trade. Uh, don't quote me; I don't want to explain it right now because I get it kind of all confused and messed up. That you know how you make money on the way going down. Essentially, you're borrowing stock and just saying like, "Hey, I'll pay for that stock later when I come when I come back." You know what I'm saying? But you pay interest on it and everything. But um, one, you're trading on margin. And two, if that shit shoots up to infinity, which I know it's like, Chan, in the history of the stock market since the 1930s, before the act, the Bank Secrecy Act and the trade rules of 1933, 1934, the stock market, there's no stock that's ever hit infinity. I get it. I got it. Good. However, you short some stock. Let's say you decide that Tesla is shot up and it keeps shooting up and they don't have any net income and blah, blah, this. There's no way this stock can keep shooting up and you decide you want to short it. Or even if you want to short it for a short amount of time. This is the thing that's even crazier. So you say, I'm just going to short it for a day, right? I'm just going to short it for a day. Because, again, you can lose not only what you put in, you can lose an infinite amount of money. So you say, all right, you know what? I'm going to be risky, but I'm not, you know. So on this day, for some damn reason, Tesla decides that it wants to skyrocket through the roof. Not only have you lost all your money, also, the broker-dealer is probably going to call you, say, hey, we saw you shorted it. You borrowed those shares. We want you to either cover your, you know, put some more money in the account to cover some of these losses, or we want you to go ahead and sell some of these shares. Now, you sell some of these shares, you've locked in those losses. You're locked in now. So you say, okay, give me some time. Let me figure some shit out. They're going to give you two or three days. And I could be incorrect about that, but you're going to have about two or three days to figure this out. So you took 10 grand and you invested, you shorted, let's say a stock like Tesla or something, something crazy, something that has a lot of volatility for no damn reason sometimes, or whatever, Foot Locker, whatever. There's a lot going on with Foot Locker right now. Um, they've had one of the worst times in their lives. And you say, you know what? I'm going to write that shit down. Whatever. Next thing you know, they bring in a new CEO or somebody, um, 
which I think Foot Locker did. I think Ultra or something. And stock decides that it wants to skyrocket on the day you wanted to short it, right? Because you saw it peak, and you're like, oh, let me use my charting skills and everything, my fundamental analysis, my technical analysis, and I'm going to short this. There's no way that this stock is going to shoot up. Now this shit shot up. Then you get the fucking phone call. You need to either add some more money to the account or you need to sell some shares or we're going to sell your shares for you and lock you into those losses. So then you're like, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do. Two or three days later, they sell all your shares, the broker dealer. They sell all your shares. Now you're locked in. You have no choice. Now you're down $12 million and you only put in. I, I can't even tell you. You only put in uh, 10000 All right. Let, let me not say $12 million. Let's say $2 million. You only put in $20,000, and now you're locked into a $2 million loss. Now, <coughs> last thing. <coughs> because something happened overnight, and this is the scary part. So... This is the thing about day trading. This is the reasons why you don't want to get locked into a day trade is because we we really can't do aftermarket or pre-market uh, uh, trading. So you're sitting there and you're looking at Europe, European news. You're looking at Hong Kong news and they're like, Tesla, for some damn reason, is just shooting up like crazy, skyrocketing, amazing. And you're sitting there like, oh, honey. Um, how old is Timmy again? Uh, 16. We should be preparing. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, we're supposed to do that, uh, college tour soon. Yeah. Yeah. We got it all scheduled up. Uh, we're going to, we're going to go to Virginia. Then we're going to go to North Carolina. Then we're going to go to Atlanta and then we're going to go to Florida. You know, and, and you're like, oh shit. Okay. 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 Let me just wait a second. Maybe in aftermarkets, I mean, pre-market, they may come up with some news. So you're watching this shit go crazy. You're getting locked in. And next thing you know, pre-market, it keeps shooting up. It's shooting up higher and higher. And you're like, oh, fuck. Okay. And you see your losses, 100,000. You know, you're just 200,000. You're sitting there, you're like, oh, shit. And how am I going to tell my wife that Timmy is not going to college? At least not right now. So, you get the you get the margin call or whatever maintenance call. I can't remember what it's called, and they say, okay, you got about two or three days to add, add. You know, they're gonna want approximately probably about twenty five percent. I could be wrong about that, but in those losses, so if you're down, you know, two hundred k or whatever it is two million, whatever. Let's just say it's two million. All right, let's just stick with the two million. I'm gonna times that by twenty five. They're going to approximately want you to invest about $500,000. They're going to they're probably they're going to want about 25% and that is just to hold it down until you're down again another 25%. So you could add the 500k to, you know, um add some equity to the account and then that shit could be wiped out. So you, you just say, "All right, I'm going to take these losses." Now, this is the shit that's crazy, right? So you say, "Okay, I'm going to take the losses. Fuck they going to do to me." Right? I'm I put in $20,000 and now I'm down $2 million. That shit crazy. Ain't no way I'm paying that fucking money, right? So you say, okay, well, what the fuck is the broker dealer going to do to me, 
All right. They want they want their money. Come get it. Right now they go into the regulations. This is when your your ass is going to start burning, you know, from the lack of lube. They are going to send a um, I don't know what you want to call it. I don't know. But essentially they're going to send something off to court. Right. They're going to now you got a, a court order telling you that you got to pay this money because of the all those papers you signed and that fine print it said that if your account goes below this amount you need to incorporate this amount and if you don't the firm has the ability to sell you out of your positions and lock in those losses now this company now if you got like a $10,000 loss or something I'm not sure what the number is I'm pretty sure the BD is the broker dealer is not going to chase you down for that shit. They're going to send that shit to court just because they have a compliance office and they just want to keep their employees working. But for 10 grand, they after a while, they may just let that shit go. Um, don't quote me, but they may just, you know, after all the documents that they got to print and the employees they got to pay, they're going to go down the process of trying to get their money. But I think after a certain point, they're not going to keep chasing it. It's going to be like, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and, you know, I don't know, write this off or something. But just know you can't come back to this firm anymore. You know, they're going to have, you know, probably some laws or something that they're going to use saying that you cannot be with us any longer. Um, but for something like 200000 or $2 million, they're going to keep pursuing it, chasing it down. They're going to want their money. And for you, it doesn't make sense why you owe the BD so much money because this was a trade that you did overnight. It was just something you just lost overnight. It, it, the 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 amount of punishment doesn't fit um, the time and everything. So um, that's why you just want to be very careful with shorting. Uh, don't even know exactly what I was just discussing, but yes. So when it came to shorting, most people, I'm not going to say most, when you short, there's some people who are going to short a company for a long period of time. They did some research and they realized this is a shit company. This is a shit company. You know what I'm saying? And look what they do with their uh, their their politics. Look what they do with their um, uh, executives. Look what they do to their employees, their products, their services. This is a shit company. So you short the company and you shorten it for you. You, you short it for a while. You know, you want to see this company go down. Um, but other people will short for a short period of time. Um, because again, you can lose it all, you know, but in 2020 to about 2022, you could have shorted almost any company. I wasn't shorting. I was, I was, I was, I wasn't, I was, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get involved in all that. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and just chill. Now, remember that we had the, the meme stonks or the stock memes or whatever. Now, just imagine if you were in COVID and you shorted one of those GameStops or AMCs or uh, Bed Bath & Beyond or BlackBerry. Uh, it was it Nexus or something. I can't remember. Uh, that's a GameStop. Uh, you shorted one of those companies. So you're like, you're like, you know what? GameStop is going out of business. I thought they were going out of business. And during COVID, you know, you know, you could short any company during this time and you'd be all right. Yeah. Except when the the, the meme stocks or whatever came out. So, but other than that, for the most part, you could have just chilled for a year or two and made yourself probably 40, 50% on your investment. Cooling. Bears 
are in hibernation, chilling. They're like, man, I've been shorting this, paying the interest. They, uh, no one cares. I got 50%. Now, the thing that bears got to be careful of is when the market does turn around. You know, um, and that's the thing with investing is you could be up. I was, I, me, I was up 40, 50% of my investments that I held for years. 60% held it for four, five, six years. All of a sudden, down 50%. During COVID, the shit was wild. Shit was crazy. I, and, and I had order types in, but I would remove the order types because I'm like, come on, I'm up 60% on this investment. There's no way this, this, this is, uh, going to, you know, drop. Okay. Then you start seeing it down 50, down 40, down 30. You're like, okay, all right, I'm going to write it out to zero. Okay. Now down 10. I'm like, damn, shit. I should have just got out when I could. And then just, even if I just had my money in cash. You know what I'm saying? Just sat in cash and didn't do anything till about now. Things are starting to look like they're turning around now. But I'm going on 49 minutes talking. I want to thank anybody and everybody who decided to stop by and kick it. I'm probably just going to cut this and um, just make this its own separate uh, game episode. Uh, And then um, we're going to come back and we're going to do some trades. For example, right now, uh, we did a trade in uh, Taiwan Semiconductor yesterday. Um... That's doing well. It's up about 30, I mean, I'm sorry, $3,000. Uh, the Boeing is down approximately about 2000 But we'll go ahead and take a look at those. Uh, probably, I'm just going to probably create another separate episode. And we'll just take a look at these trades and figure this all out. All right, I want to thank anybody and everybody who decided to take time out of a wonderful day to come kick it with your man, Chairman. God bless you. You know what I'm saying? Really. You know, I'm for real. Like, God bless y'all to just take 60 seconds even. I appreciate y'all. We're going to get this all figured out. God is good. Uh, all, you know, and, and I know y'all may call me a hypocrite, whatever. How's he going to say God is good? And then the next sentence, he's going to say, oh, man, thanks for fucking with me or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Hey, God knows my heart. God knows me. I have my relationship with God. Um, hey, if you don't fool with me, there's nothing I can do. But if you do, you do. So I just want to say thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decides to stop by. Come kick it with your man, Chan Man. Uh, This is Chan Man, House of Barf.